Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the You Do Woo podcast. How's everybody doing? (laughs) How's your October been? I had a feeling it was going to be a pretty intense month, and I'm hoping that you're doing okay. But it's been very intense for me. I, if you're into human design, I have in my energy centers a defined spleen. So I don't often pick up on other people's fears or anxieties. But it's really interesting because part of the, I guess, prophecy out there about 2027 and the new paradigm and all that kind of stuff is having to do with the dissolving of the spleen. And I'm very much going through seasons of feeling like that is the situation, but like I'm having to go through times of feeling like I have an open spleen, especially with the collective, like a lot of fear and anxiety and just all the different emotions and sensations and stuff that are, that come through with different world events that have been going on and all of that kind of stuff. Usually I'm pretty well protected from that. And I know in some ways that's a little bit of a privilege, but in some ways that's just the way I'm designed. I don't really react to other people's fears. Like COVID wasn't a hard time for me. I didn't, I had zero fears. And now I'm starting to have little pockets of my life where it feels like I'm living with an open spleen and it's very uncomfortable. So just sending love to y'all that always have open spleens. I talked to Bijou about this during the You Do Woo retreat last month. And she was like, you know, this it's interesting because like as a teacher and a role model and a leader in this spiritual world, sometimes your soul has you go through situations to help you to better like put yourself in in your clients' shoes, in your students' shoes, in, in your listeners' shoes. And I'm very much have been experiencing that this month and it's not been easy. So I have been doing a lot of grounding. I've been processing a lot of emotions. I've been doing a lot of crying and <laughs> just processing fear and anger and anxiety and and all of that kind of stuff. I'm okay. Don't worry about me. It's just like all the collective stuff is very much affecting you. And in the past, it has not. So that's an interesting little update in my world, my soul's growth and the continuing death of my ego, death of being protected from things like this and and having to experience things that other people experience emotion-wise and, and fear-wise. I really, it's it's the weirdest 
feeling because I really, really never in my life have soaked up other people's fears. And sometimes I've been judgmental about it. So this is very, (laughs) this is a learning experience for me. Anyways, in the midst of all of this, one of the things that I've done other than grounding and processing my emotions and all of that kind of stuff is trying to maintain some lightheartedness and positivity in my life when I feel like I can. There's moments for the processing of the emotions and then there's moments for levity and living your life and joy, right? And one of the people that really helps me do that is today's podcast guest, Miss Katie Rollins. She's so fun. Y'all have to go follow her. I'll put her Instagram handle in the show notes. We were actually, I, I feel like I knew of her from a couple years ago. I think I like Maybe she showed up on my explore page or something in reels. I don't know. I don't know that I ever followed her before, but then we got introduced. We were both in Allie Reeves mastermind earlier this year. So I got to know her pretty well and she had already known about human design, but she, she'll tell the story. She didn't know what type she was. She'll tell the story in today's episode. Um, and I was able to help her find out that she's a projector and a 6'2 projector. By the way, if you are a 6'2 profile, go listen to last week's episode. You can listen if you're whatever profile you are, but for sure, for sure, if you're a 6'2, because I tell some stories about being a 6'2 profile and about just putting on your profile in general. It's a really good episode. Go back and listen to it, episode 159. And I really think y'all are going to enjoy today's guest. Katie is so fun. She is the queen of memes. So she's great to follow for memes and all that. And she just makes like such a fun story of her life, of just her everyday life. And she's gone through some really rough stuff this year and she's talked about it. She's made light of it. She's like the queen of levity which I'm trying to learn a little bit more levity and sarcasm and not taking myself so freaking seriously. (laughs) And Katie is definitely my role model for that. So y'all are going to love her. Enjoy this episode. Go give her a follow on Instagram and share this episode with anybody that you feel like would enjoy it, especially all the projectors out there. Enjoy Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. So this recording, this podcast interview has been a very long time coming. I think that we had started talking about this in like May and then crazy shit happened over the summer for both of us. And it was just like, okay, what? Now it's the end of October and we're finally coming together to chat about your projector hood. Okay. I know that a lot of people already know who you are. Um, if you do not, you must go follow Katie. She is literally like Instagram's not my jam. I, I, I use it for business purposes, all that, but like Katie is so fun to follow, <laughs> like really, really fun to follow. And you can tell as a projector, this is her sort of venue to show up mm-hmm. to like be seen. Um, and she has a lot of fun with it. Like, I think especially with projectors, so many projectors don't have fun with Instagram. I don't know what that we can get into that, but um, they just use it very sparingly and whatever. And that's fine. Like my husband's a projector and he doesn't ever, ever, I think the last post was from like nine months ago. Like he doesn't show up on there at all, but you're really fun to watch. And 
Katie is your ketones girl if you need any ketones. So I'm drinking right now the Swiss cho- Swiss cocoa. Is it Swiss I, cacao? I don't know. I just say Swiss chocolate because I can't. There's a lot of vowels. So I good. I added it to my mushroom coffee and I need it so bad today because I slept. Well, I don't, you know, you know, when you sleep a really long time, I slept 11 hours last night. Oh, yeah. Oh that God. can actually mess you up worse the next day, yeah, but right? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so good. We went camping this weekend and I just needed to sleep a really long time in yeah. our actual bed. So thank you. That. I'm enjoying my ketones. Good. I'm happy to um, hear it. But yeah, follow Katie because like ketones is on, like she gives, you know, information on the ketones, but that's not like her main thing. Back when I was doing network marketing, I feel like I that was the only thing I ever posted about. And then people were like, annoyed to follow me, but you do a really, really good job of balancing it out and making it fun and not being annoying and, and well, all that. Thank you. So good job. I received that. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> okay. Project. So you're a six two splenic projector, correct? I sure am. Yeah. I meant to bring your um, human design chart up and my husband cleaned up my laptop and all of my human j- design charts are on the external hard drive. So I can't okay. even pull up your chart right now, but I, I think I remembered you were a 6'2 splenic projector. When did you find out that you were a projector? Well, you, Allison was an intricate part of the story for me. <laughs> um, when I, I, human design like came into my awareness sometime last year, maybe even in 2021. And I was like, what is this? I love putting in information about myself and it's spitting out telling me more things about myself. And when I realized it needed my exact birth time, I don't have my original oh, birth certificate. I remember, I remember this. this. Okay, yeah, yes. it was the craziest thing. I don't have my original birth certificate. And my mother passed away. She was the one that would like remember exactly what hospital I was born at in the Bronx, because I guess there are a couple. I don't know. And so I asked my dad, my dad's like, Katie, I have no idea. And I was like, I'm never going to find my birth time. So I just kind of dismissed human design. I was never going to know because I needed to know my birth time. And then over the summer, while you and I were in the mastermind group together, I was messaging you on the side because we were talking about human design. And I had gone up to my dad's house because we were cleaning it out. It was, you know, he passed away, but he hadn't passed away yet. But we were trying to get ahead of everything. And in my baby photo album, like you, oh, I had already been asking you, like, what could I be? And you gave me options of different things based off of my birthday. And you're like, which one kind of feels right? And then later on that day, I looked at my baby album and there was just one picture that had my actual birth time mm-hmm. written right there. And I was like, oh my God. And I sent it to you and you came right back with my chart and you're like, you are a splenic projector. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know what that means. And you're like, listen to this. And that was when it seemed like my entire world became articulated in that yeah. like 15 minute just listening to you talk about projectors. I was like, oh my God. So that's what is not wrong with me, but that's yeah. why I have felt so absolutely out of sorts for the better part of like seven years specifically in entrepreneurship. Um, and that was really the beginning of everything because <laughs> everything changed that after that, literally everything. Yeah, I remember that now because you had like t- you were like it's either at this time or this time and then we l- we looked into it and I think one was a projector and one was a generator and they had different profiles and you were like mm-hmm. I mean I've been operating like a generator part of me wants to be a projector part of me doesn't and mm-hmm. then I was like okay well let- let's look at the profiles and you were like I definitely 
feel more of a six two. I don't remember yeah. what the other one was. It was I like don't either. three five or something, but you're like, I definitely feel more like a six two, which I'm a six two as well. And we sort of chatted about that. And then I think yeah. it was like a day later that you were like, oh my God, yes, I'm a six yep. two projector. Um, yep. So what, just really quick, like what different things did you change once you found out you were a projector? The absolute first thing I put in, I know... I, my brain was like, Katie, you need to go into like not burning out as much. My, I was like, I need to figure that out first. But I realized that so much of the thing that actually felt bad inside me before I understood I was projector was how much like resentment and bitterness I had in mm -hmm. me towards people, towards overcompensating and doing things to really help someone and then they don't appreciate it. And so what I realized, I was like, I feel like the tackling burnout by doing too much when I don't actually have the energy to do so is going to be something that's going to be longer term. I'm going to yeah. have to figure that out. It was like, how can I stop being so bitter, which is the not self for projectors? And once I understood, I deep dove into waiting for the invitation. And I was like, this is going to be the thing I fix before anything else. And I realized that like the most common denominator in all of these bitter situations was not necessarily people not appreciating me or people not understanding that I really had valuable insight. It was that I was constantly volunteering wisdom and volunteering advice and volunteering doing things when no one was asking me for my mm -hmm. uh, my advice or my thoughts on things. I was always doing things assuming that they would just think I was like so – I was so thoughtful of Katie to just create this mm -hmm. entire system or this whole spreadsheet that can – keep track of all these things and solve this big problem that we've had. And, but no one asked me. And then when no one appreciated me, I was like, wow, they're so ungrateful and they really just take advantage of me and they don't appreciate me. And I realized I was the constant in that. And so the first thing I did, and I could say that I'm actively still working on, but it, it has become so much easier now is like I, I, it's in my brain. It kind of feels like I am verbally sitting on my hands more in my life than I ever have. I can mm -hmm. be in a, I could be around a table with other people and everyone's giving ideas and I can be on a call or I could just be out in a group or a friend is just going on and talking about something. And I have gotten really good at not opening up my mouth and offering up what I'm thinking just because I'm thinking it doesn't mean it's my time to insert it. Mm -hmm. And I wait until people want to hear it. And it has changed everything. It's changed everything in my house. It's changed everything even in friendships and working relationships because now I'm not just bulldozing in with my I know what to do advice that no one was asking for. And so now when they hear it, when they ask me for it, when they're like, Katie, what do you think about this? I'm like, oh, I do actually have some thoughts mm -hmm. on this. And then it's like people just waiting to hear it. And they love it because they actually wanted to hear it because they asked me. They yeah. invited me into it. And that has been like I'm getting chills on my face. That has mm -hmm. given me more joy than anything else because it removes so much angst I had towards people for absolutely no reason. It yeah. was just this constant thinking. I don't know. I, yeah. I hope that answers it because that's no, it been my favorite thing to really actually – put into place. <laughs> you answered like three of the questions I was going to ask you all at once, which I'm excited about, but I do have another question. So whenever, I think it was like a couple of weeks into you diving into your human design, I was like, listen, I don't say this to everybody, but especially projectors who are making the changes and especially 6-2 projectors, I almost always tell them go get certified in human design yeah. and like start spreading the word about this. And I knew that you had a really big platform to do so, and mm -hmm. especially in direct sales and network marketing, because um, 
in that world, you're very much like put into a box of like, this is what we do. This is how we do this. And I'm like very big on if we could teach all of the direct sales and network marketing people, human design, like what mm -hmm. a huge difference it could make. And that's just a big platform to help women learn about human, yeah. learn about their human design. So I know you went and got certified and you've started um, helping resource people about human design and dive into their designs and whatever. Has that helped? Like in seeing it through Instagram, I feel like it's like, oh my gosh, this, and not that that's like your purpose. Projectors have, and we're going to talk about that in a second, <laughs> but like you have multifaceted purpose purposes for your lifetime. But I do think that right now for these next few years, you teaching the world about human design and teaching the people who are already in your world about human design is such a big thing. Has that helped to like in the wait for the invitation? Because it's like you just being like showing all of this information on Instagram. Did you notice an influx of people asking for your advice yes. or, okay. How did yes. that feel? Well, and that was, it's, this is like the biggest thing I find because it was a challenge for me initially. And I know other projectors that have found me, they're like, I am just, I feel like I'm always in this like holding pattern of like, is this an invitation? Maybe I shouldn't do anything because that's not an invitation. And whenever it comes to social media, what I realized, and this felt like an exhale, I was like, if they're following me, if they're watching mm -hmm. my stories, this is the invitation yep. to them that what I'm going to say is something that they yep. want to hear because yep. they wouldn't be following me if not. So what I started to do, and I appreciate everything that you said in the beginning about like social, like Instagram, it's fun to, you know, consume my content or whatever. And the reason for that is because I never really got too much into the niche thing because I realized it just felt very stifling from a creative creative standpoint. But what I realized was when I found human design, I wasn't necessarily going to make content about it. But when I started talking about being a projector and how it just shifted how I was doing everything, I was like, it's almost not it's almost wrong to not talk about that side of it. Because as someone who has been in network marketing for, you know, a decade and trying to figure out how to fit as a cog in the system and then feeling like I was falling short all the time, it was doing so much. Like we, if you're in network marketing, you focus a lot on personal development. You literally invest hours making sure that you're growing, that you're taking care of yourself, that you're really trying to figure out how to navigate challenges and work in teams and support other people. But it was like without the human design element, without understanding that part of me was such a large part that was missing, I constantly felt like I was falling short. So the reason I started making content initially about being a projector was because I was like, if I can help other projectors in general, just understand more about themselves because we're somewhat rare, like one in five, I think, mm -hmm. you know, is not that rare sounding until you post in a room of a hundred people, there's really not as many of us. Mm -hmm. And so when I started making that content was when people, I mean, I was shocked at how many people had been following me and not engaging on my stuff until I started talking about that. And they're like, wait, okay, I just figured out I'm a generator. What does that mean? Wait, I'm a manifesting generator. I mean, women, I don't really have men that follow me, but people inside network marketing and people have absolutely no business, like literally, they're not operating a business whatsoever. They have a job, they love it, or, you know, they're the stay at home mom in their household. And so once I started making more content about that, it was like quite literally people were just asking every single day, okay, what do I need to know about this? I'm a generator. What does it mean to have an emotional authority? All these things. And I was like, oh, I think people really yeah. want to do this. So right now I'm making that content 
I, I won't even pretend that I really fit, have a game plan for how I'm going to use that business-wise. It's really just fun. I love talking about it. And I really like hearing from people that are like, this just like took the lid off of everything I've been capping myself on because I just didn't understand that these things were not the way I was supposed to operate. And so I don't know. It's been really fun because it's been a constant. I'm almost like I feel badly because I'm not making enough of it. But when I start trying to figure out how to plow through and make more of it, that's when I start clicking over into yeah. not my way to do things. So Yeah, yeah. You want to be yeah. careful with that. So one thing I was going to ask you or sort of tell you and then ask how that feels for you, I am finding more and like, I feel like at the beginning of my human design career, I attracted a lot of people <clears throat> like me, like generators or many gens or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was still very in generator mode, like workaholic, not to a terrible degree, but I was like, really like, oh my God, if I could do this 12 hours a day, I'd do this for 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed, especially over the past year, and for anybody who, well, you're listening to my podcast, so you already know this, but <laughs> for anybody who maybe is very new to human design, um, part of the system of, of human design is talking about the shift that we're having, that we're going through right now. But 2027 is sort of like the peak of this shift. And you, when you get certified in human design, sometimes you learn about like the, the basics of that and the new paradigm and what that means. Something that's come through for me specifically lately, <clears throat> and I don't know if this is right or not. It's just like Alison Cullen prophesying. I don't know. Like, we'll see I, what, I love what it. happens. <laughs> but one thing that's, that's come through for me, I've been attracting a lot more projectors into my world lately and sort of showing them, you don't have a problem with this because you already do this, but like some projectors have a hard time stepping up as a leader, like stepping mm -hmm. into their gifts and s truly seeing themselves as a leader. I think with you having the 6-2, you just sort of always have felt that way, mm -hmm. but not everybody's a 6-2 that's a projector. This new paradigm that we're walking into is very much like projectors are going to be the leaders and every other type is going to start acting more like a projector. Like it's almost mm. going to be like the projector life and way of living and seeing things and working very efficiently is going to be the quote unquote norm and like very divine feminine, very receiving mode, like all of that kind of stuff. And all the rest of us are going to sort of be conditioned into that a little bit, which I think is going to be a good thing. Like I have had like I, I love working and I don't, we just went on a four day camping trip and I'm like, I really like, I could have handled working a couple hours each day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just yes. feels good for me, but I really can see myself working like three hours a day, mm -hmm. like a projector is supposed to. And I don't know if that's hanging out with more projectors or this shift that's already happening, that's very much the divine feminine and like slowing down and being yeah. present and spending more time. But that is one of the reasons why when I see a projector that's already stepping into her or already comfortable with leadership that I'm like, hey, you have to go learn more about this and yeah. teach more people about this. Because I think that's going to speed up. Not that 
I have control over this, but like, I think it's going to speed up the amount of people who are learning about these things. If there's less bitterness in the world and less resentment in the world, we're going to have less war. We can get to a point of having no war. So it's like, whenever people are like, oh, that's just a dumb, like personality test thing. I'm like, it is not, it truly isn't because the collective energy is such a huge deal and projectors leading the way of making sure they're taking care of themselves, making sure that they're not bitter, teaching generators how to do things that truly light them up. Like if we can get everybody to be really truly following their authority and not doing things because they should or need to or have to, like it really will change the state of the world like all over. Absolutely. You know what's funny? As you're saying that though, I think – so when you said initially like – the leadership side may have come easier because you're a six two, And it's funny. I don't know if that's actually the case because I think like in direct sales or in network marketing, whatever we're calling it, like the thing about it was sometimes you're kind of like elevated without your opt-in. Like you're not saying I want to lead people. It's just it's the, that's the nature it of happens. how it tends to go. Mm-hmm. So it just starts to happen and you get more experience in navigating more people. It's funny because as you were saying, I think more, you know, projectors are going to be leading. I actually think if I didn't have that experience, that would feel scary for me Mm -hmm. because another thing too as a projector is you – once you do really understand that you're just absorbing everyone else's energy and everyone else's excitement and it lights you up, but then that burnout sensation afterwards or just the letdown of that energy feels so incredibly overwhelming it's almost like the idea of leading more people may not actually sound good because it does mm-hmm. feel like that's a lot of weight to actually carry. And so I do think that maybe just my experience with it has made it feel easier to like bite off. And the vision of that for everyone, like if you're a projector listening to this, I think that something that's really helpful to know is to some capacity, and this sounds very cliche, like a freaking poster here, but like we're all leading someone. We're all leading other people, even if within your home, like we're all already doing it. And from projector land, like it's not even about figuring out how to manage and handle and deal with a lot of different personalities. It's more about just how to like understand exchanging energy with other people in a way where everyone's winning in itself is leading other people. That's been my experience as a projector now that I know that I am one. It's not necessarily about how can I have more human beings that I need to make sure are all going in the right way that serves them. It's just like, we're all still serving individual people, but it's just more of like, that's the thing that I love the most about human design is it really does actually see whole people and figure out how we can work to get like me and you doing this. Like, I hope that I'm answering things and help people in, you know, that are listening to you and vice versa in a way that it helps them elevate up without feeling like they're supposed to do it the way that I'm doing it or the way that you're doing it. I don't know. I mean, I know you didn't actually ask me a question there. It was more of just your, mm-hmm. you know, understanding of it. But like if we're all going to operate or not if we're going to all operate as projectors, but if in the future we are all going to start to honor ourselves more and take care of ourselves more and that in itself is kind of a projector way of operating and then leading other people. I think that the coolest thing to understand is like, it's still like some days for a generator, Allison, I know that you can, I mean, you already said it, like some days you working 10 hours a day is the move. 
Like that's supposed to be your way of taking care of yourself. And mm -hmm. some days for me as a projector, that's also the move. Like mm -hmm. when I'm in flow and I'm feeling good, I'm just like, there are some days I will be at this computer and I will be doing things for no exaggeration, 10 hours. Yeah. And I don't feel burnt out because it was, it was joyful stuff. It literally charges me up. And then it's just, I think about just understanding more of when you can feel when it's clicking over to now I'm just doing something because impulsively I feel like I have to, yeah. or I'm watching someone else do it. And that's like the thing that you're supposed to be doing versus what you're actually feeling inside. So yeah. Yeah. Know, but totally. I, yeah. I, the last little question I have, and this was actually some, from some projectors in my audience who follow you. I know that you're a Renaissance woman. Like you, you very much love doing lots of different things. It's not just prove it. You know, it's, you have a lot of different things going on. You'll like go help your husband with his, with his business and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I'm not so, afraid of seal coding a, a parking lot. Yes. It comes down to it. I'm like, let's yes. go. That sounds like a fun change up. <laughs> I thought about you the other day because we went to our Austin house. We were getting ready to put it on the market. And I was, I, for the first time did power washing and I was like, this mm -hmm. is so gratifying. Like this mm -hmm. is the coolest. And it feels good to just get some manual labor done yeah. too. Like it feels good in your body. Anyways. So how do you utilize your energy as a multi-passionate projector? Um, and I also want to note for, and this must have been before my laptop got wiped, I did look up your human design chart. You have gate 26 activated in your ego center. So many days you probably have a defined ego depending mm -hmm. on who you're around, which gives you that willpower and motivation and like internal push sort of that some yeah. projectors never have if they have a totally yeah. open ego. But how do you use your energy with like, do you choose each day, like what you're going to work on just that day? Or do you have it planned out? Or like, how do you, how do you utilize your energy with all of your different passions that you have going on? Yeah, this is, it's, I'm not going to say it's hard to answer, but I think the out of the gate responses, I don't plan things. And okay. I actually think that that's a downfall. I think I should oh. do better at planning for, to, because what I find is I, I just, I want to be, I want to give you a better answer than what my gut is saying, which is like, I literally just have to roll with it because yeah. in the past, the only reason is because those days when I do have that and I know exactly what you mean, I can feel that like, this is what I'm doing. This feels right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go do this. And I'm going to feel amazing when it's done. Those days, they're actually very unpredictable for me. And then there are other days where I'm just like, if I have to do one single thing and talk to one single person today, I'm actually going to cry. Like, yeah. I don't know when those are coming. So what I found is I really do actually operate best by – and it feels almost like generator-ish. I'm like, I sometimes need to be responding. I need something to be presented in front of me to where I'm like, oh, no, I do want to do that. That feels – that sounds like it would be a lot of fun. And I don't have – anything in me that really makes sense except maybe that that uh will center but like like for example like with the last job i helped my husband with he got this it, the email popped up that the estimate was approved and in my brain i was like oh he's gonna need help with that i think i want to help him do that mm -hmm. and that was my tuesday was planned mm -hmm. for the next tuesday immediately mm -hmm. from there um it does help to kind of be able to control your schedule a bit but no, I, I wouldn't say that it's ne necessarily preserving my energy more than it is wrecking. Like there are things I just know I don't want to do and I don't try to figure out how to make myself get behind doing it. If yeah. I don't want to do it, I'm just not going to. Yeah. And it took some time and some experience and also some like 
unlearning that people's opinions on what I want to do and not do is not my business. They can feel however they feel about it. But in the past, that was the biggest source of burnout was when I was really tying up my energy on how people would perceive my not wanting to do certain things when I realized end of the day, none of it ever ended up mattering like Mm -hmm. at all. And so now I'm just, I really have to pay more attention to what I actually want to do and what feels exciting and use some history. If I've done things in the past that when I did it, I was burnt out for days and I hated it, that you cannot continue to keep doing things just for sake of doing it when you know that it's not something that's going to serve you. So, And you know what helps with that? Teaching everybody in your world about human design because you can just be like, my spleen saying no. Like, (laughs) and and then they don't take it as personally. You're like, I just, this is what has to happen. So I think, you know, same thing with me. I think that having a flexible schedule is a big deal, like flexible schedule. And then everybody in your world understanding a little bit about your human design and, and their human design. And then just deconditioning from people pleasing. Like that's, I mean. That's so hard for women. It's hard. I mean, I'm not going to act like it's a – I may have made that sound like it was like, no big deal. I just don't do it. It, It's still work. We both know and everyone listening knows if you've been implementing any part of human design is it's not instinctual. And it's – so. I mean, it's decades of almost habit breaking and just pathways in your brain responding one way and you have to teach yourself to not respond immediately. But yeah. I'm hoping that four decades of conditioning I can like undo in just one decade. I don't know. Like, no. we'll see. <laughs> we can we'll do see. it. We can do we'll it. See. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your projectorhood and all of the things that, that you've got going on and helping out some of the projectors in our community. Whether you're a projector or not, just go give Katie a follow on Instagram. I'll put all of her info in the show notes below. And I'll also get with you, Katie, on if there's anything else you want me to include in the show notes and we can put that in the intro. But thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you, friend. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at you do woo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.